How's everybody doing today? And welcome to this episode of the Hey Chicago podcast brought to you by Believe Network. Like, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform that you may be using. And this past week, the MLB posted their top 100 prospects list, but we saw seven Cubs players named in the top 100 players. Yes, that is seven Cubs players right now in the organization that are in the MLB's top 100. It's pretty exciting to see where the team is going to go with that. They have a lot of directions that they may be wanting to go with it, either using these players for trade value, or you could just keep progressing them and turn them into nice rotation pieces for your team. But first off, I am going to start it off with Pico Armstrong. Now, everybody knows that Pico Armstrong is probably the most highlighted prospect right now that the Cubs have. A nice, strong-throwing outfielder. He obviously was acquired in that trade of the New York Mets that sent Javier Baez over to the Mets, and then we ended up getting Pico Armstrong out of that. And at first, some people had some worries about this trade because Pico Armstrong did have injury issues in the past. But when this trade first happened, I was pretty excited to get somebody out of this because as a lot of Cubs fans know, those few days where we didn't know where any of those guys like Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, we didn't know what we really going were going what we really were going to get out of it. And it's really exciting to see that the Javier Baez trade, which I think was the best trade overall out of all those trades based on the value we got for the player. You get a really nice outfielder that was ranked in the top 10 prospects at the end of last year, but the Cubs ended up bringing him up at the end of the, of the last 2023 season. And he struggled at the plate a little bit. We all knew that he was more, more of a defenseman when he came into the league, but he went over 14 when he first came into the league. We all know that, um, prospects aren't always going to hit well to begin the season. We saw it with a lot of players like Ellie De La Cruz last year, but not everybody is the same, and these players all are going to adjust a lot with their games. And P. Carl Armstrong is a lefty. He is very talented, so we can see that I think the pop will come at some point. Again, if he starts off the year with the Cubs in 2024 this next season, I will not really expect him to hit all that well at first. I think that's going to be something that's going to progress throughout the season. But this isn't a player that Cubs fans should be very excited for because he kind of gives that same feeling of a top prospect when we first had Chris Bryan or any of those guys where you have this guy coming up where you have a new exciting team and hopefully he could be what really sets his team over the edge and keeps them going into more playoff contention and championship contention. But he's not the only top prospect that the Cubs have that will likely come up this next season. The Cubs also have right-handed pitcher Kate Horton, who was a number 26 overall prospect in the MLB. Horton was taken in around the seventh round of the 2022 MLB draft. He had 21 starts through three levels. He finished with a 265 ERA and struck out 33.5% of the batters that he faced. Obviously, seeing this, this is a thing that the Cubs need very, very badly. They have struggled with pitching, especially on the right side, because right now you have Shoto Imanaga and you have Justin Steele on the left, pitching lefty. But on the other side, you just lost Stroman, who had a great beginning this season, but struggled at the end of the season. So hopefully, Kate Horton can be the next player that could come up for this Cubs team. I think that throughout the throughout the young pitchers that the Cubs have, after bringing up Jordan Wicks last year, we're going to have a lot of nice guys coming up through this next couple of years. And Cade Horton really just leads all of them. He also has a 94 to 96 mile per hour fastball that he throws. And again, 
we have had Kyle Hendricks, who's not the hardest throwing right-handed hit pitcher, but you bring in a guy like this who can actually throw a little bit harder than him, and then you still have a nice a nice slider with it. He's working on a curveball, and he's also working on a changeup. But with all of these new pitches, you kind of have a different taste of what Cubs pitching is really going to be like. A lot of it used to be more around finesse and what you can really do with control of the ball. But bringing a guy like this in who's already touching 90, around 96 miles per hour, maybe even getting that velocity up a little bit even more, it's something that you really just need in your organization because seeing how in the past you really rely on those slow-throwing pitchers, even back when we had John Lester, it's not always going to work, especially in the playoffs. You need to have those guys that also could take over the game with their strong-throwing pitching. And next up for the Cubs' top prospects is Owen Cassie. Owen Cassie is a number 47 prospect in the MLB Top 100. He's around a, he's a six foot 190-pound outfielder, and he's also a switch hitter with that. So Owen Cassie was one of the more surprising players that's really come up for the Cubs. He is 21 years old, so still a pretty young prospect, and he was a second-round pick out of high school in 2020 by the Padres. But again, out of one of the top, Cubs' top trades where they traded you Darvish away, you get a player like Owen Cassie who comes in and just performs more than you really expected him to. And he had a breakout season in Double A last year with Tennessee, and he averaged 289 with 22 homers. So another guy in the outfield that the Cubs could really look forward to in the future. Or again, you have all these top outfield prospects. You could either use their value or you could keep building them up like this. But with how many top outfielders that the Cubs currently have, I really do see them shipping some of these guys away. I think there's really no need for keeping – I'm not saying you have to trade away Owen Cassie or any of these guys, but with all these top outfielders that you have and already the guys that you have in the MLB alongside with, like, say, a Suzuki, if you bring back Bellinger, if he plays outfielder or first base with that, and then you also have Christopher Morrell, you also have Ian Happ, what are you going to do with all of these guys? you got to – give away some of them at some point because at the end of the day, they're all going to have to get paid or they're all going to have to share the field. So I do see them making a move. I don't know if it's going to be a huge move, which would end up being trading away P. Carl Armstrong, or if it'll be a small move trading away somebody on the bottom half of these top 100 players or players overall out of all your prospects. But I do expect a move to come pretty soon in the off season. And I think it will be for another pitcher. But yeah, going back to Owen Cassie, he is really one of their guys that I really expect to be a nice rotational player for the team when he comes up. He he just seems like he'd be like that nice hitter that will just come into the game, even if it's through a DH, if it's through just being in the outfield. He seems like he would just be able to get on base a lot, and that's what the Cubs have right now. But when you have these other guys that are going to be coming up that I'm about to name, you don't. You just only need those type of players because you have these guys with pop coming in as well. And next up is Michael Bush. We all know that Michael Bush just came in through the trade deal with the L.A. Dodgers. Bush is 26 years old, so yes, he's on the older half of the prospects that the Cubs have right now. He's a third baseman, and he's the number 151. He's the number 51 overall player in the top 100. So yes, he's a third baseman which is exactly the position that the Cubs currently need at this time. And it seems like when they traded Yancy Almonte away, 
that he was going to most likely come in to be their third baseman. But it's also been reported that he's more so of a first baseman. So it's really just going to end up being, I think, if they sign back Cody Bellinger, which I think they will. So I think he's next year when he if he comes up, he'll be the third baseman for the Chicago Cubs, if that doesn't mean they don't sign Matt Chapman. So, yes, he's a 2019 first-rounder, and last year he was a Pacific Coast League MVP. So already a guy that has had movement in the MLB, also being in high levels through throughout being a prospect. And he's also been compared to Max Muncy, a player on the LA Dodgers that has a lot of pop. He creates a lot of plays on the field. So hopefully if he can even become a player like this, that'll be a huge trade for the Cubs in the future. And next up we'll have Matt Shaw, maybe next next to the guy I'm about to name my most the guy players I'm most excited for coming out for the Chicago Cubs right now. Matt Shaw is a shortstop and the number 54 overall player in the top 100. He's currently 22 years old. He was drafted last year in the first round. And this guy has shown so much talent and so much progression throughout his time through the Cubs organization. I was watching the draft last April when they, or whenever they had the draft, when he they first selected him with the number 13 overall pick. And at first, I really thought they were going to more so go for a pitcher. But when I saw and looked into Matt Shaw more, he really just seemed like what a Chicago Cubs player is. A guy that gets on base a lot, a guy that creates plays in the infield, and hopefully will develop a lot of pop. Throughout his seasons last year, he averaged 357 with eight homers, 15 steals, and 38 games across rookie double high A and double A levels. So this guy, yes, he was a rookie, but he really just did not seem like a rookie at that same moment. He seemed like he was somebody that's been used to this and a guy that's been in these situations where he knows how to play. And he just seems like when he comes up for the Chicago Cubs, which could be this year, surprisingly, or I think it'll most likely be next year because of who you have in the middle of the infield. He is one of those guys that I think Cubs fans will come to love, and I think he's going to be a good piece for Wrigley in the future. And after him, I think this is my favorite prospect that the Chicago Cubs have right now is Kevin Alcantara. Kevin Alcantara is a top, out of all the top 100 players, he's the number 65 overall player he stands a 6'6 188 pounds at 21 years old so yes his weight isn't too high up for his height but standing at six foot six in this cubs organization who i think will really benefit him with the strength and conditioning that they have this is going to become a great outfielder for this team in the future he was required in that yankees anthony rizzo's trade and Last time we traded with the Yankees we traded away Glaber Torres for oldest Chapman we remember how that went with the World Series but you flip it across this way this time and you trade away your top player for them to start contending and you get a very, very nice player in return in Kevin Alcantara. I think this kid will have a great, not not even just a great next year, but I think he will come up in 2025 and will show a lot of promise right away. He has a 286 average with 12 homers, 15 steals in high A South Bend. So I think in this next year, he will most likely go to AAA. I don't really think he's going to be pulled up right away in twenty in 2024. I think he's more so coming up in the late stages of 2025. But, yeah, this kid's going to show a lot of promise in the league. He kind of reminds me of how Christopher Morell first looked with the Chicago Cubs. But I think this is going to be it's a great athlete for the Cubs to also have on the corners of the outfield. 
And lastly, the Cubs, the Cubs' last top 100 player is James Triantos. Triantos is the number 73 overall player in the Cubs' top 100. He's a second baseman, 21 years old, another one of those middle infielder guys. And a lot of what has been reported about him is his straight consistency. He seems to be a very consistent player. Again, kind of the Cubs mold, not really a lot of power guys. That's a really, really nice, consistent player. But he had a 285 batting average. And in the fall league games, he kind of really stepped up his hitting wise, hitting 417 with three doubles, five triples, and three homers and nine steals. So throughout all those games, he really just pretty much collected himself fully as a player, showing off his speed, strength, his just contact hitting. He just really seems like, again, one of those players in the Cubs mold that pretty much just does his job in the middle of the infield. And looking at, looking at a lot of reports, the MLB also compared him to Alex Bregman and David Wright. And looking at those those players, that's those are pretty, pretty good comparisons. David Wright, I remember long, not even too long ago, but one of my favorite players is watching in the middle of the infield making all those plays. And Alex Bregman, we know how good he he's been for the Astros these past few many years. But with all these top prospects, the Cubs really do have a lot of places they can go. Like I said, you could use them for trade value or you could use them to build up your team through youth and create a very, very nice team for the future. All of these young players have shown a good amount of promise throughout their tenure in throughout the league. I think that no matter what happens with all these players, they will have pretty successful careers. But the Cubs do have some decisions with what they want to do with some of them. But with that, I'm going to end this episode of the Hey Chicago podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe on whatever platform that you may be using, and I'll talk to you all again next week.